Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. What I wanted to talk about today is how do you want to end this bitch by the end of the year, right? December 31st, whether we have COVID or not, is going to be coming. And when COVID is gone, we're still going to have a December 31st. And before COVID, there was still a December 31st. And there's something about looking at the end of that year and saying, I accomplished what I set out to do, right? We all know the, you set the New Year's Eve thing in two weeks, you know, the 10 pounds that you want to lose, you didn't lose, you never think about it again, and yet you get obsessive, but you don't have much of a check-in process over the course of the year. So let's sort of reverse it. Instead of talking about on January 1st, what we want to do for next year and write off 2020 as this horrible pandemic year, what if we reframed it and said, how do we want to end this horrible pandemic year? What does it look like what for you? What does Q4 look like, right? Yeah, it's very, corp- because we can, it's very corporate of you, Q4. I was just on a corporate meeting yesterday. Ah, ah, so it's okay. in my head. Mm-hmm. What is the last quarter of the year? It's a good thing Hence, they don't say 4Q because that would be a little offensive. <laughs> That was funny. Thank you. Thank you. You usually don't have good jokes, but that one was good. Did you hear that? (laughs) I'm looking at my 2020 and there's a part of me that's like, I just want to end the year like on two feet, Mm -hmm. you know, like if I, if I roll into the new year and I'm alive and I haven't, you know, killed my child or you by then when we're not divorced, then I'm going to take it as a win. But then there's the other part of me, like this year has been complicated, right? We have Sophia home, we're educating her and we are creating new products in the Work Hard, Play Hard brand. And all of those things I think are great. And I feel like I have done nothing personally 
to do and accomplish the things I want to accomplish. And so I'm going to pack them all into the last quarter of the year because I want to go into January 1, proud of the momentum that I created and the things that I've done. Because there are things that are rattling around in my head and have rattled around for a year or more. And I am going to make them happen in the last quarter. Well, let's do a little live coaching if you're up for it. I uh, yeah, I don't know. How do you does anyone want to be coached by their spouse? Okay, so let's let's start at the beginning. What is it that you want? In other words, if we wave the magic wand and we come to the end of 2020, what do you hope is in there? And, what am I putting into my vortex? Yeah, what are you putting in your vortex and why why is what you want not there currently? Uh, well, so there's three things that I want to focus on through the end of the year. Um, the first one is I we are writing together stupid idea time, right? And that's going to just take the process it's going to take. So I'm not going to push too hard on that because we we I think we have a plan. But what I do want to do is write a couple of children's books. And I have been wanting to write, actually, the first book I ever wrote, wow, okay, crows, was when I was in the first grade. And I'm looking at Sophia about to go into the first grade. And it's it's a reminder for me, like I was in the first grade, I wrote a little children's book, I actually won an award for it. It was like, and just ask my mom, she'll tell you all about it. She probably has a certificate. But I, I've always loved writing and especially like children's books since then. But I've never really, I've always said I wanted to write one, but I haven't actually done it or had a great idea for it. And with all of the work we've done with Esther and mindset, and when I watch Sophia take her friend who wants to learn how to do a cartwheel and she tells them, close your eyes, now visualize what you're gonna do. Now say, I can do a cartwheel. Like she coaches them with visualization, affirmation, and all of this. And I feel like there's something that I can relay in a children's book. That's one part of it. The other part of it is, Sophia and I have created this magical fictional world that when we go to sleep, that's where we go and we meet in our dreams in this fictional world. And we have drawn it. We have talked about it in detail. Like you would think we actually go there. And I'd like to bring that to life in a book. And why haven't I done it? Um, I'm going to tell you every excuse, but the only thing that matters is I haven't done it. All right. So that was long. I'm going to tell you what you're doing wrong. Thank you. So no, I'm kidding. Um, here is some coaching advice. Can I take notes? You can take some notes. Here's some coaching advice that I would give you. Is this you. being recorded? This is uh, being recorded. <laughs> I, what I Let me tell you first what I love about this. You went directly to your why, right? You want to do it because you had a, a reference point when you were in first grade. Um, you won an award for it. There was uh, there, there was a process. There was the process of writing that you loved. So there's a lot of why energy behind it, and those are the things that usually get done right when you have a bunch of why. Do you know what it is? It's not even the why. It's I'm I'm listening to the little you know voice inside. We can call it the soul. We can call it my higher self, my inner being, whatever it is. But this is something that has nudged me for how old am I? 41? For almost 42 years. This has nudged me for almost 42 years. Like this has always been inside me. 
And so, but I just haven't had the idea that like that hasn't come to me, but I feel like now it is. So the 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 nudge has been writing specifically, but not children's books. Well, no, children's books is where it started. I I, I have a lot of books that I want to write. I want to write children's books. I want to write um, the books we're writing. And I also want to write a screenplay. What's, the, what's the nudge now? The nudge is children's books. Okay. So I want to write a series of three. Okay. So let's move into a little bit of coaching, but I want to do it from a completely different perspective. And I want to do it from the perspective of the art of allowing this. And I'm going to encourage you to go higher and to go more general with this process. So instead of, instead of sitting down and saying, okay, on Thursday morning at 930, I'm blocking an hour to write. It's it's too uh, it's too much too quick too soon, and there's not a lot of pre foundational work that's done before that from an energetic standpoint. What I would recommend is the following: I would recommend thinking about <clears throat> as you go through the day today and at night when you go to sleep and when you go through this process, say things to yourself like. I love going to sleep at night with Sophia. I love how she says that we're going to meet in our dreams. I'd love the idea of sharing that process of fairylands with other kids who can go through the same thing with their parents at night. And I see other parents that are sitting there, maybe a mom, maybe a dad, maybe a step-parent, an uncle and aunt, that sitting there reading this story and teaching their kids about fairylands and how good they're going to feel, because I know what it feels like for me, and I know how exciting it is for me. And then we get to wake up the next morning and say, did you, did you meet me in your dreams last night? That kind of energy starts to put forth into motion out there in the universe what it is that you want. And then things start to unfold for you. They, you start, you know, one day go to a coffee shop and run into a guy who publishes children's books and you have a conversation with him, but things start to move in alignment with that. So that would be the first thing. So how does it feel when I say that to you? Well, that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm actually already in that space because I have been thinking about it so much and running through like the other, the other day when you went surfing, I had to wake you up at four. I couldn't go back to sleep and I, I was in this like half sleep. And all of a sudden, all the ideas of what this story could unfold to look like were flooding my brain. And it was amazing. Well, you know what's interesting about this? When you are in that sort of twilight state where your conscious mind is not completely rebooted, but it's still a little like you're you're half in another world and half in this world, you know, that kind of sleep. Yeah. That filter is very porous and it allows, it allows that, you know, that, that sort of energy of what you're working on to come through. So I love that you're getting that in the middle of the night. So if we went a little less general from what we just talked about, because you're already doing that, and we made it a little bit closer to working on it, but, but not quite there, like just sort of like getting in the feeling of it. What would be the next feeling? I'll give you an example. It could be, I, I really love writing. And when I think about, 
you know, somebody like J.K. Rowland who dropped her kids off at school and, you know, sits there in a coffee shop and dreams up this Harry Potter idea. And every day, you know, she goes to the coffee shop with a, you know, a plastic case of files and, you know, just starts writing and dreaming. And, you know, that led into this giant thing. And I'd love to, you know, I'd love to create a space for myself where, you know, there's a block of time where I had, you know, my favorite tea and, you know, some, some music, um, maybe some inspirational pictures around me. Um, and you know, you're setting the foundation for what the process will look like for you to move into next. What comes up for you when I say that? Honestly, what I think I need to look at is, as you know, me, um, I have to, I have to write out of inspiration and not because on Monday at 8 a.m. I'm sitting down to write. Mm-hmm. I don't operate that way. Rob does. So this is a really good lesson in know thyself. Um, but I'm trying to determine in my brain, where is the space that I can create like that to, to get the writing done? And that would be motivating and exciting and interesting. And I'm honestly debating leaving you for a night and going to a hotel somewhere and and doing it there in some place that's really inspirational to me. Mm-hmm. So not that I want to leave you, but I think I think that might be what I what I need to do to make this happen and to accomplish uh, this goal. One because I am getting I am getting these nudges in these details and that that state that I was in where it was like half sleep was almost like a super deep meditative state. That's what it reminded me of. And so I need to do more meditation to allow the ideas to flow. So the reason that, by the way, like I know this is live coaching, but I want people to get something out of this. I want you guys to see that, okay, so I have a goal, but I'm not just going 8 a.m. on Monday, I'm going to do it. And then because at 8 a.m. on Monday, I would sit down and go, I don't know what to write because it doesn't work like that. There's a process that has to happen with this in order to actually accomplish the goal and to get where you need to go. And for me right now, it's a meditation. I think I have to get really good at making that a priority every single day. I was doing it for a while and then I school schedule shifted and all of those things and I got out of the routine. Um, so I think that allowing myself that meditative space to to dream about and to envision these goals that I have because writing writing this children's series is just one. Like I have a health goal, I have a business goal, I have different goals, but none of them are going to get accomplished if I don't get my head clear first. And if I don't use what Rob is calling the art of allowing and create and dream about these things and create clarity about these things and talk about these things, none of it is going to happen. There is no amount of action that can overpower a lack of vibrational, you know, high, right? Or a bad vibration. So I can grind it out, but that's not going to bring me. And I think, by the way, this is where people go wrong is they try to grind it out and wrestle the the goal to the ground. Can I go write three books? Sure, but they're probably not gonna be the books I wanna write because I'm not coming from the place I need to be in to write those books. You know, I actually thought about doing it um, with Sophia at night, like going somewhere with Sophia and having the conversations about fairy world. And then when she goes to bed writing, 
and just like stay up writing until they're done um, because we have those conversations and that's where that inspiration lies. So, you know, what would you say, Rob, are if someone's thinking right now what their Q4 goal is, they're, they're by the end of the year, I want to have blank. Where do they start with that? Because you're doing live coaching with me and it's great, but I want it really to apply to them. So if we can just hit some bullets for well, them. They're, 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 they're certainly seeing themselves in, uh, in all of these questions and all of these answers. You can't not, you can't hear a story and not, not put yourself in it. That's why the Bible works, right? I guess that's why I'm in it. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're in it. So they're, they're getting it. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that. They're, they're definitely getting it. There's, okay. there's two points that I want to bring up. The, the first point is there's a nudge that you're getting to do meditation. Really, here's what I think is interesting about meditation. Yes, I think you should use it in the way that you just described, which is to visualize what it is that you want. Meditation and visualization, I guess, are a bit different, but I, I know what you mean by that. But there's a bigger issue here. One of the most powerful things of getting into meditation is to put yourself in the receptive and allowing state. So when you're free of thinking of what you want to create and you're in the receptive mode, then the messages from the universe for what this book is gonna be about can get through. It's kind of like how it got through at that twilight hour for you when I went surfing at four in the morning because you're in sort of this receptive state. You're, you're, like I said, you're very porous and your, your brain is ready to allow it to come in. So one of the things that I would consider doing is finding time to train yourself to get into that receptive state and that state of non-thinking and that state of just allowing what needs to come to you to come to you because it's really, really hard to think of multiple things at the same time. So when you're working on creating something and you're, you know, you're in a character in the book, it, it's hard to get that inspiration of things to come through because your mind is, is occupied. That's the first thing. So this, how, would you, how would you do that? Because I wake up, I get a kid, I get school for her, I'm busy, I'm making breakfast for her, lunch for you, workout, I'm trying to fit that in there. All the things. When do you, when, can you talk to my husband about when I can get into the receptive state? Well, I don't want to get in between you and your marriage, but here's, <laughs> here's, what, I, here's what I would say. I would say it's like anything else. You know, it's, it's interesting. I saw uh, Michelle Obama getting interviewed recently. I, I think it was in her documentary. And she was talking about how she was married to, you know, how she is married to Barack. And, you know, he wanted to go to the gym and he wanted to do all these, you know, workouts. And, you know, no matter what, at the end of the day, he made sure he played basketball and he made sure he did it. And she's like, I've got the kids, I've got this. And then one day I just said, I'm going to the gym. <laughs> and she said, I walked out and I went to the gym and he figured it out. So there is a little bit of you making the decision as you've, as you've recently made, where you found, you got intentional about it. And you said, you know what, I'm going to get creative here. And I, I want to, I need to be more consistent with my workouts. Now that I'm homeschooling, you know, you had that homeschooling wrench happen. Then you said, okay, well, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go downstairs immediately. I'm going to give her, you know, 30 minutes to get the wiggles out, watching this little wiggles thing little video. And I'm going to use that time to do this. Um, you've also added in 
On Sunday, you're going to take, you know, a five mile walk to decompress. And you've now become very consistent with both of those things because you were intentional about finding a space for it. And so I would say the next hurdle is just like prior to working out, you're like, I don't know when I'm going to do this. And just like prior to taking walks, it's like, when am I going to have time to just go for a walk? Well, you prioritized it and you now it's a part of your system and now you've automated it and and now it happens pretty consistently. So it would be what is the pocket of time that I can do this with? How can I leverage Rob to be able to say, hey, you know, on these days, I'm speaking of myself in third person, how can I um, how can I leverage Rob um, these two days a week? Um, so I can write. So you got to get you got to get creative with your time block. So I'll I'll leave that to you. But I want to I want to offer this next piece, which is I'm a big believer in setting up the environment to support what it is that you want to do. So for example, right now I'm also having um, an inkling that I want to move to. Video podcasts. Oh God, I thought you were going to give me another like state or something. You no. said I want to move to, and I got scared. No, no, no. I want to. I want to begin doing in person video content, video podcasts. Well, right. You chose a really good time for in person anything. Well, actually, I did, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, number one, it has not hurt. Lewis Howes, it has not hurt. Ed Milet, they're all doing in-person stuff. You know, maybe they're taking their temperature when people come in. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. But here's here's the point. I don't want to get derailed on my, on my podcast. The, re- the reason why I'm mentioning that is I know that the studio that we're in right now, which is our office, is not set up in the way that I need this set up to support what feels like a studio for me. So until I change this physical environment, you know, build it and they'll come, until I change this physical environment, I'm not going to get into that next step. So I know I need to do that. For you, I would say, what is a space in the house? Like, you know, like people have meditation spaces. They're like, you know. You know that, I'm glad you're bringing that up. I'm sorry to cut you off, but that's a big one for me because what I, what I was doing in meditation is I was waking up in the morning and I was sending Sophia upstairs with you and you were making her breakfast so I could stay down and do meditation. And then I hit a point with her where she was like, mommy, don't do meditation this morning mm-hmm. because she wants me to be with her. And that's hard for me because I'm like, okay, well, I can go upstairs and then I want to work out. And, you know, yeah. so I'm really not, and you're taking your first coaching client at 8 a.m. So I'm really compressed for time there, you know? Yep. Um, and I know you are too. But when I'm doing meditation, like when I wake up and I get out of the bed and like the bed's a mess, I'm in the bedroom. I It's the only room I really have. I think about going outside, but then I don't like bugs. And so then, then I'm confused as where to do that. So there is a little bit of that for me, for sure, of I don't feel like I have a space to do that because I know she's going to come downstairs like, do you know how many times I've done a meditation and in the middle of it? She's like, mommy, I got to go potty. Can you wipe my butt? Like that happens. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard. So then I'm like, okay, well, I'll wait till the middle of the day or when you have her. But then by the time I get to one o'clock, I get shit to do. Mm-hmm. And so the thought of stopping for 20 minutes to meditate is not a priority on my list, even if it should be. So I don't know what to do with that, honestly, because we're space is limited in in this sweet little bungalow, and uh, 
I don't know what to do. There yeah, you go. I mean, that's going to be one of those things that's not going to be solved um, right now. But what you can do is you could see yourself in a space somewhere that is a small little space with some cushions, you know, a Buddha, some incense, <laughs> and, you know, whatever the hell, whatever, 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 whatever other hippie shit you need to be able to- All my um, crystals a, a, that I charge. All your crystals. Yeah. Just, you just see yourself. Like right now I have the same situation with the podcast. Dude. I'm like, where the fuck am I going to do it? Um, but I just, I, I just see my, I just see myself sitting there doing those interviews and I see the guests coming over and I see, you know, saying, you know, this is the, this is the green room here. This is the bathroom and there's, you know, granola bars waiting for them. And we sit down and we laugh and, you know, I've got like soundproofing that's behind me and I've got lights that are set up and cameras that are set up. I don't actually know where that's going to go or how it's going to happen. And I, I don't know, maybe we're going to be in a new house, but the, the idea is that I want you to start stepping into seeing yourself there. And what will happen is you're going to, you, you will come up to me tomorrow or the next day or next week. And you'll be like, you know, I never thought about this, but this, here's what I could do. I can meditate at this time in this place. And I had not even thought of that. So there's, you know, there's a lot of ideas. Like I'm looking out on our, our patio right here and, you know, we we just had like a chair out there, you know, like a little couch out there. And we had our dining room table, you know, our outdoor patio furniture outside in the backyard overlooking the garden, but we weren't using it. It made no sense. And then one day we're like, you know what? What if we just move this, all this shit upstairs? And the moment it came upstairs, we clunked right into it and we use as it a family and we use it like literally it's my morning office. It's my afternoon lunch place. It's yeah. our evening dinner place. So you will find that as long as you hold true to that vision. Okay. So getting back to what we're talking about here, completing goals by the end of Q4, right? So I've got books. I want a consistent meditation workout schedule, which will help me accomplish um, health goals. You know, this year has been an interesting year in, in a health journey with a crazy whacked out thyroid and some messed up hormones and trying to get all of that under control, but still trying to take my own, you know, what do what I need to do for to be strong and fit and, and limber and missing yoga, like all of that. So meditation workout that'll help me with that, the book and, you know, and business goals. What... So I think where are people right now? Like some people are in the, I'm putting 2020 in the fuck it bucket and I'm just going to ride it till the end. And then other people are like, I'm, I've got momentum. I want to keep going. But what about the people that are just sitting down now and going, you know what? They're right. I need to come up with one or two things by the end of the year. How would they get started on that one Two, think about this too. I just thought of this. What a great distraction out of the insanity of this year than to put your focus on something else that's going to move you forward, whether it's a health goal or a business goal or some nudge you've been listening to or you've been ignoring. What if you started listening to it now? It would, it would move your focus from all the things going on, the election, the... Um, I don't know, whatever is coming, attack spiders, who the hell knows what's going to happen through the end of the year. But it can move your focus from all of these crazy things into something positive, even if it's a small thing. Where could someone like that start? Because I think there's a lot of people that have just been trying to survive this, but 
they're coming out of the the they're coming out of the fog now and they're going, okay, I see the end of the year ending. I haven't done anything. Where do I start? Like where would the first place you have them go? Would it be a have be do? Would it be like what's the nudge that you're getting? Where would you go with that? I know I'm putting you on the spot. No, it's fine. Sensei. What what I would recommend that people do is sort of do an inventory of their life and think about what are the things that by the end of this year in different categories would be exciting for them, right? So I would ask myself, so if I ended this year in the category of health and fitness, what comes up for me there? Like what would be exciting? Not, you know, the same damn 10 pounds that you want to lose. Not that shit. Like, like I want, I just want to feel vital. What's I just, yours? For me, yeah. mobility. Mobility. I want to move. So you like, can surf. So I can surf. And, and yeah, but surfing is just the metaphor for life, right? Yeah. It's just the ability. Like I want to be able to bend down and pick something up and not go, oh, my back. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, so for me- That's a good, see, what I like there is, is this focus on quality of life versus a, like a number on a scale. Yeah. Because so, the number on the scale is not quality of life. Well, the, the, like, for example, you know, I've got as a goal in health and fitness to hit 149 pounds, but the why behind it mm-hmm. is because I want to be lighter and more mobile yeah. so I can enjoy the surfing, right? Yeah, but that's what you got to focus on, right? That's you have right. to focus on that why that's there. So, okay, so what what are the life areas they're going to examine here so health and fitness yep business and career what's what pops up for you for business hey i want to i want to grow this thing or career i want to change my career i want to do something else right so again what i'm encouraging you to do is to not think about logical next steps i want you to be fulfilled i want you to be excited i want you to say like you know, i just i don't love this career anymore i just really want to do something else or i love this career but i'm not making any money i got to figure out how to make money at this right so you know what what comes up next one is family and friends so like what does that look like you know and and, and these are broad stroked categories or broad stroke categories, let's say, you know, like in that category, I've got EU passport. Well, what does that have to do with it? Well, you know, for family, right? When our family gets an EU passport, it changes a lot of things for us. It allows us to live in Europe for an extended period of time if we choose to. So that's one of the things that lights me up when I think about holding that passport, walking through customs in Italy and going, I can go on the EU line now. I'll have to change my shoes because they'll <laughs> they'll look and they'll go, no way. I don't believe you're that an you're, American. you're an American. <laughs> the next category would be uh, relationships and romance. We can all use, you know, I've got a, a coaching client right now that I'm working with and, you know, they have a good relationship, but it's not where they want it to be. And it is really bothering them that for whatever the reason is, when they look at all the major areas of their life, their relationship just is always lower and they want to do certain things to raise it. So that's another category. Another category would be finance and savings. Like, you know, for us, it's automating our savings so that every 90 days we increase the amount of money we save each week by 10%. 
And it's always a little difficult to do, but once you do it, it grows. And then you look back on it, you're like, okay, well, it's just become very normal now. Like, you know, on Tuesdays, it, I just, you know, I just get a withdrawal there, right? I, I, you know, from my account. Next one is the area of personal development. What do you want to do there? Do you want to go to an event? Do you want to read a book? Can I say something on that one? Yeah. So I was just on uh, one of uh, one of my team calls last night, and we were talking about personal development because in my business with network marketing, it's personal development. There's a lot of things, and what I was telling them is, and it applies here. What area are you weak? Find the area that you're weak. And do something to lean in on that area, even if it's just 20 minutes a day, five days a week. Maybe you're weak in money mindset. Maybe you have insane limiting beliefs. You're not good enough. You don't deserve things. Like what are your limiting beliefs or the area that you're weak? Maybe it's Maybe it's in business, like personal development could be um, so many things, right? It could, it, there's a, an incredible breadth of information there and there's unlimited resources, God knows, for personal development. So clear the cobwebs, like what's the first thing you think of in personal development for yourself as a weak area that you would like to improve and, and lean in there? Yeah, I love that because it's very easy, you know, as a guy to go to the gym and do bench uh, presses and it's easy for girls to do legs, you know, because that's the area that you're always focusing on. We're butt. A butt, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's very easy to do that because that's your dominant, but where, where are you weak? You know, go, go to, that was well said. Next one is fun and um, recreation. That one's a tough one for people, you know, <clears throat> because- That is not a tough one for you. It's not, but it was at some point in my life because there were other things that were pulling against me. You know, I have a friend now that, you know, he, and again, he, store, he scores very low in the area of fun and recreation. It's difficult for him. He's extremely good at business, extremely good. What do you like? to do for fun business. <laughs> business. Yeah. Yeah. It's really tough. So recreation. So if you want to frame it as, um, you know, fun, you know, fun for me, you know, could be uh, skateboarding and recreation for me could be surfing, but you know, you get the idea. These you know just- what's funny is we put so much emphasis on making our children well-rounded and making sure that they take art and music and that they have dance class and that they have bike riding time and all of those things. But as an adult, we don't do that for ourselves. Right. So, like, I had started volleyball, you're surfing. That, that is the fun recreation point of the evening. So, I think that's a really good one. So, take all of those categories Rob just mentioned. Hopefully, they'll get added to the show notes and find what comes up for you and what you would like. So, now they've done this. Now, you gave them 900 categories. How do they decipher which one to lean in on or two, but through the end of the year? You know, I think it goes back to what we talked about earlier, which is um, meditation, right? Once you get into that receptive mode and then you look at, you know, you have that, take the categories, each of the categories I gave you, come up with one answer for each of them that kind of feels like not a logical next step, but something that you're called to do, right? And then look at that list, meditate, get yourself into that receptive mode where you're allowing information to come in and then look at it and say, well, if I, if I was looking at this list and I can only do one of them, if I, could, if I had to pick and I can only do one, what is the one thing that if I looked at the calendar and it said December 31st and this thing was actively in my life, right? Actively had it, you know, we'll use the example of surfing. 
you know, December 31st, I am surfing and I'm looking at, you know, a regular, regular classes of surfing. How does that feel? Does that feel exciting? Does that, do you love that? Or if you look at it and say, for me, it was making a decision to, to be in a different career. Maybe you're in a career right now and you're like, I just don't love this, but you've made the decision where you're working on, not quitting your day job, but you're working on the second career. I did that with chiropractic. I had to do chiropractic while I was podcasting. I had, to, I was, you know, seeing patients running in the x-ray room, you know, uh, talking to people on the phone about my mastermind. So I was doing two things at once, but I was excited because I loved the idea of it. So look at the thing, you know what the thing, like if you're in the receptive mode and you're, and you're, you're in the right zone, you know what that thing is that you would love to end December 31st with. And just be, I, I can't caution you enough to not make that thing to, you know, if you're making a hundred thousand a year to say, I want to make 150 and that's my thing. I'm going all in on that. Like that's, it's almost a cop out to do that. What is the weak area that you just like for Kim, she, you know, we opened this with, she has been wanting to write since she could, as long as she can remember since first grade. Right. And for whatever the reason is, she has not created the book. And now she's taking action and ready to begin that process. What's that thing for you that would light you up at the end of the year? Helpful? I love that. I All right. That. Well, that's it, everybody. Hope that little live coaching session helped you um, and you were able to see some tips, tricks, and strategies in what you're trying to create. And uh, happy Q4. Happy for Q. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.